Welcome back to Curious Chimps Podcast, and thank you all for tuning in every week and giving us feedback on Facebook and subscribing to our YouTube channel, Curious Chimps. Uh, we had a really cool guest on. We got Ben Hadelman. He has worked on over 300 space satellites, built dozens of big telescope telescopes, telescopes to find new exoplanets, and worked on instruments to look for life on Mars. He is currently the CEO and founder of LifeShip. And what LifeShift is, is a project to protect Earth's biodiversity and help life expand outwards into the universe. So this was a really fun conversation. We got to break down a lot of cool ideas and subjects about space travel, um, the current state of technology, what LifeShip really is, and, and how you can send your DNA to the moon with these really innovative ideas that Ben is putting forward into action. So without further ado, it's a really fun podcast. If you love space, this is for you. And if you don't, this is still for you because we're human and we're curious chimps. So enjoy the podcast and I'll see you guys on the other side. Mwah. What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. It's so like mysterious and creepy. And I have like a farm, like a strip of farm fields, like right next to my house. And when it gets foggy, it's so creepy. Like the cars pass by and it like hits the, like the, the light carries through the fog like further and you just see this like open field and it's like straight out of a, like yep. a scary Halloween movie or something. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so right. we're pretty much going. So there's no real structure to this. We just edit where it should start and we just go from there. Um, cool. If maybe you want to just uh, say hi to everyone, introduce yourself. And I'm, I mean, I came across you. I think we connected on Facebook and it's just your work is really fascinating. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy going on this little journey of figuring that out and everything in, to do with it. So if you just want to share some light on what you do and who you are. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So I'm, I'm Ben Haldeman and I, I found a company called LifeShip and what we're doing is we're we're collecting DNA from all different species of plants, animals, fungi, and and people, and we're saving this in a genetic seed of life of Earth, and then and then we're sending them outwards as as part of life expanding outwards into the cosmos, and um, yeah, we're 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 sending one to the moon next next summer, and that's that's kind of the start of of helping life expand outwards um yeah that's cool it's it's uh it, it it's been a journey of 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 coming to the point of in my own growth in my own development of of uh seeing seeing life as as part of this system and life as part of the universe and and seeing that part of humanity's role both here on earth and, and in the greater cosmos is, is to help life expand outwards. And, um, yeah, so we're doing it to preserve life, preserve a copy of, of our earth today and, and the incredible biodiversity of, of life we have on earth. It, it, 
seems to make sense to, okay, let's save the blueprint of life today. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, and then let's like, if you're going to save, save a copy of something, then you want to save it away from the original source. So, so we're, mm -hmm. we're saving a copy of, of earth up on the moon. Um, so is there that, that we could get it back if we wanted, or our, our future descendants could get it back. Um, and it's a step towards sending life outwards. When you send it to the moon, like how does that work? Like it's gonna it's gonna ride with a, an aircraft, a spacecraft that's already going, and it's just gonna like shoot right off. Yep, yep. <laughs> so it 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 uh, we actually live in this new exciting time for the for the moon. A, a lot of new landers are going back to the moon, and there's there's at least ten companies building landers that are going to the moon over the next several years and and so this launches on a rocket um all the dna gets embedded in in this like golden record about about, about the size of a dvd um and the dna all, all gets embedded in there and it gets embedded um within a knowledge archive of humanity as well um and and then this goes on the rocket and goes on a lander on top of the rocket and the lander is shared with like a dozen nasa missions uh, so it, we're a tiny fraction of something already going there. Mm. And then the rocket blasts off. It goes around the earth a couple of times, then slings to the moon, uh, goes around the moon a couple of times. And then the lander goes down and lands on the moon and it just stays there forever. It, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have enough fuel to take back off. So it, it, it stays on the moon and there's a bunch of experiments on the lander, like little rover that that roves away, but but this thing will just stay there on the lander. Whoa, yeah. that's that's so crazy. <laughs> yep, it's it like really our is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backup. It's literally a backup. That's amazing. I didn't think of it that way. It's really like a it's like a blood sample or like a, it's like when someone freezes their eggs or their sperm or something. It's just like we're going to hold this for later in case <laughs> yeah. we need it. It's yeah. such a I mean like a like entrepreneurialism is kind of like a like a like a common thing now and you like you have this journey that people go through where they 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 learn about the you know like the the web of of like businesses that they need to connect to to like get their job done and in your case that's like nasa or like like spacex you know like that's like you're you're, you're literally sending something to the moon like I, I i'm sure you could talk i'm sure you could fill the whole podcast of, of like your journey but like i'd love to know some some crazy stories or just some pieces of that like like from idea to like we're gonna get something physically on the moon that must have been a crazy experience you know? yeah what I'll I'll touch a little bit on like what brought me to this, and then and then I'll touch like on on the journey to the exact like what is life ship. <laughs> I uh, yeah I went I went to grad school at Berkeley and I, I built instruments to look for life on Mars. So instruments to to look for amino acids on Mars, which is a fundamental building block of life. Um, and then I went and built spent eight years building big telescopes around the world. On, on mountaintops around the world with, with, with this one company, Las Cumbres Observatory. And we built, yeah, over 20 telescopes around the world. And those are to find new planets around other star systems. Uh, and then I came up to San Francisco and built, um, joined a company called Planet, also called Planet Labs. 
And we put about 300 satellites in space, uh, about the size of a loaf of bread. So small satellites uh, to image the Earth every day. And I worked on, I designed the whole camera system on those satellites and then uh, coordinated the rockets and getting, getting these to space uh, and, and worked on new mission design. So I'd done, I'd worked on a lot of satellites in space and worked on uh, coordinating with rockets and, and how do you get things to space? And then, um, yeah. And I had, I had felt my calling was around cause I had worked on life in space and looking for places where life could be in space. Um, I had felt my calling was around helping life expand outwards in the space. And, um, I was down in, in the Guatemalan rainforest and went on this, went on this long walk in the rainforest. Um, and yeah, I felt, felt like the forest and life was, was, was showing me how much life has evolved with intelligence here, here on earth and has filled every niche of, of what it can do on earth here and how life like the concept of life likes to expand and, and life, life likes to, likes to grow and spread with, with intelligence. And, and that that's part of why humans are here is to help, help life make this next leap outwards. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then the idea came there in the rainforest of, okay, just start the smallest way, start with the most, uh, the, the building block of, of, of life, like our genetic blueprint and, uh, send little seeds with, with, with our DNA outwards and, um, yeah. And then do it in a way that, that also can connect people into this and inspire people. And, and, uh, and really space has been very inaccessible for people. Like people, so many people grow up with dreams of being an astronaut or dreams of going to space. It's, it's, it's like, it's a common common dream of many of us. And, uh, and now finally, it feels like we're getting close to, okay, maybe, maybe some people will be able to go to space. And maybe when we get older, it'll be more commonplace. But like, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted a way to connect, connect many people more directly to space. And so uh, we, we came up with a, a, a low cost DNA kit for, for like around a hundred dollars where people can add their DNA and be part of this, this, uh, this record of earth and record of life and kind of touch on the, the, the desire to go to the cosmos, the, the desire to go to space, desire to go to the moon. And then also like the, 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 the like feeling of eternity and like, okay, my, my, my like, fundamental essence gets to live on out there with the stars and who knows what'll happen with it. And it, it gives like a sense of wonder and possibility for the future. That it's such a trip to think about because we we've evolved here. We're here right now because our genetic code has constantly been passing on and it was successful up until right now. And it will continue to be successful if we're all reproducing. But to think that that code is, there's a chance that code can be in space for more infinite possibilities is just such a mind blowing idea that we're in this present moment in, in this current moment in history, that that's a possibility that we can have our genetic code now chilling on the moon, for example. <laughs> it's so wild. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's like this, uh, 
like spiritual fulfillment of this astronaut thing that we all grow up with, you know, like, I love how you, you explained it. It's like, uh, so many people grow up being just like fascinated with, with space or with, uh, NASA specifically or space travel or, or the moon or, or like astrophysics in a, in a grander sense. Like there's so much, like you watch like cosmos or like the, you know, these kinds of shows on like some random channel and you can't help but be like, freaking out and like it expands the way you see everything i mean it literally like you <laughs> and then yeah. it's like hey let's just have this like it's a time capsule in a in a simple way but it's like you're not just burying it in the ground and digging it up like 10 years later and it's like cute letters to yourself it's like it's like a blood sample of earth and then you're just like freezing it on the moon and and but you were saying that the moon is like one of the steps so you're you're sending other things out to in other directions kind of thing like i'd love to to know more about that as well <laughs> like what's the future of, of life ship yeah so so the big vision is to to send these as as humans start going to mars and stuff goes to mars then send it to mars as uh we we can make these tiny so we can we can hitch rides on things going to comets and and like have have ones on the comets and have ones on other planets. And uh, yeah, we, we partnered with an organization called ARC Mission Foundation. And, and ARC Mission is a nonprofit that uh, already put one of these on the moon last year. It launched on a, on, on a SpaceX rocket in February 2019. And it's, it's essentially like a golden record disk that has all of Wikipedia and like 50,000 books representing all different knowledge uh, representing a knowledge archive of humanity, of, of all different cultures, all different traditions. Uh, and there was limited amounts of DNA in that first one as well. And so we partnered with, with ARC mission and ARC put one on the moon. ARC also put one in, uh, in Elon Musk Tesla Roadster that, that launched like on the that. Falcon Heavy and shot past <laughs> Mars and was going around the, around the sun. So, so they've been on uh, two really, really incredible missions, one to the moon and one in the Tesla. Um, and, and so that, that foundation's purpose and mission is to, to back up human knowledge and Earth's biology across the solar system. So, so we've partnered with ARC Mission and we're, we're doing um, all different species through the nonprofit. And then we're, we're doing, we're, we're bringing people along through LifeShip and, um, so so yeah the the goal is across the solar system and then and then our goal is also uh to to send them to the stars and to to um to miniaturize uh yeah essentially the the whole earth could fit on something the size of of like a penny and the code <laughs> for earth and and so we could we could send these direct to to certain stars or send them out in all different directions and um yeah, really, the, the goal is um, how do we extend life till the end of time? Like, how do we how do we make sure that what we have here on Earth um, exists both for uh, both for decades from now and centuries from now, but like billions of years from now? Like, uh, let's let's at least save save the record of it in, in both a way that could maybe help humanity in a thousand years or it could just ensure that that 
Earth's legacy lives on, and and there is a record of this incredible planet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This sounds like if I were to write a movie about like <laughs> alien plant seedings, like this is like the beginning steps of it. It's like there's you're sending out our information and in hopes that maybe it lands somewhere that some type of species finds it and then discovers it or just our future selves with if this is like a movie scene, but hypothetically our planet just was over and we just went out in space and we found these we have like a map of where all these time capsules capsules are and we just restart humanity. <laughs> you know, this would be like a great script, but it's like this is reality. This is actually something you're pursuing. Mm, there's so much sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> you know, like our our heads our, our heads were buzzing. Like we were we had some fun conversations that I'm sure you've you've had all of them also. You know, we're we're thinking of like uh, just this general concept of panspermia. You know, like we're just bombing. Like you're like I just picture like a sprinkler. You know, like planet Earth just shoots out all these these life ships. And then, like, it, like <laughs> these planets that we we're never gonna even contact, you know, like they're just they're like some kind of second Earth now, or but maybe maybe ways removed. But like this is this is far fetched because I don't know how the I don't know how like how, like what does the preserving look like? You know, is this something you have to like access, or is this something like? like this Terrence McKenna idea that we can just like hit a meteor with a planet and like affect life and then like humans start growing out of a rock or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at least at first, these are just DNA is inert. You'd, you'd be hard, hard pressed to find the scientists who'd, who'd think that, oh, you cross one of these with DNA in it into the moon and it's going to sprout life out of it. Um, <laughs> So, so we really see it as like a first step and uh, like I worked on instruments to, to look for like minuscule, minuscule little um, uh, amino acids on Mars and, and to like look for signs of life on Mars. So I do, I do highly value the scientific um, keeping, keeping space so we can, we can study it and look for life and learn about how life formed. Um, so there is, there is this balance there of, of like, yes, we want to keep, keep certain places pristine that, that we, we want that we're trying to discover life on. Um, cause that can also lead to, uh, learnings about how, how we got here and whether, um, you know, it's quite possible that we came from Mars, that, that, that that's one of the, one of the leading theories is that yeah. life either originated on Mars or or panspermia happens and life populates across the universe and and spreads in little spores and uh, yeah and it's possible we find we, we could even find within <laughs> in the next like five ten years or so that okay our DNA is similar enough to something found on Mars that. Uh, um, I don't know if we'll find, we probably won't find DNA on Mars, but, uh, but we could find that life came from Mars and, um, yeah, so as, as essentially what, what we're, what I see us doing is this first step of, of, okay, how do we consciously think about sending life outwards? And maybe eventually it turns into, uh, something that we intentionally either engineer or design or create that could be a spore that could that could start off a whole new cycle of life somewhere else 
Um, but I think this this first step of of just DNA of of, of Earth is more like, yeah, is 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 more a record and a blueprint that that would need to be decoded and planted and um, found by something advanced, uh, you know, a conscious conscious entity to to turn it into life but it yeah it, it won't uh, sprout legs or anything is what you're saying <laughs> no no yeah what what is the so what is the you're saying it's like on a kind of disc is like I, i'm i'm not familiar like when you say golden disc i think right away of like voyager yeah. and that's about as far as my knowledge goes so like like in in whatever layman term or even a little more complicated if you if you want I'd love to know how you're like translating this info and and preserving it and and is is it safe like you said for like like eons uh, and like how do you derive the information if and when someone finds it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, our our partners at Arc Mission uh, assembled the disc for us and and uh, well and as as part of their mission and. What it is it's it's about forty layers of uh, forty micron thick nickel, so little nickel, little little nickel layers that um, that are about the diameter of a of a DVD, and these nickel layers are have nanofiche on it, or they're made of nanofiche, which is kind of like the microfiche that you would look at through a microscope in in a library and look at read old newspapers um, but nanofiche is, is actually grown atom by atom to make the to make the 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 pixels and so it's the the most uh compact form of storing images ever developed um okay in, in analog form so you could that's it it's so, analog it's your so, your <laughs> that's awesome the digital is you need to you need to decode ones and zeros and figure out what that means but with analog you can actually like with this the outer layer you can see from from your naked eye and it tells you that there's more more information inside and it teaches you it has a whole primer uh, of uh it it teaches you how to build a microscope and and to to look at the layers in deeper down and then each layer you go in gets gets uh, more and more fine so that we can fit more and more information on it. But it starts with a basic primer that even if an alien found this and didn't understand English or didn't understand our way of encoding information, all they have to do is understand pictures and then they can they can they start to learn human language and how we've how we've decoded it. Um, and you get all of Wikipedia in little analog images, so little pictures of it. And um, yeah, so it's, it's really a primer of understanding humanity and culture and language that then teaches how to decode this. That is so clever. I love that. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a bottle. It's like a funnel. It's like the, the, the big, the big picture is like how to microscope. <laughs> and then, and then you, you apply that to the thing that taught you how to microscope and you start, you just open up this, this well of information, but the, the beginning is just like a how to sort of like, like, like read me almost. Yep. That's so cool. <laughs> I like, fucking like love a, that. Like a Rosetta stone or like a, yeah. 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 It, it teaches. 
how do you, how do you decide what information should be put on there and what should be left out? Is there like I guess like a preset that everyone just goes by these standards? Is it or is it like like I'm sure you want to leave out Twitter and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so so Arc Mission, it's it's a nonprofit that that that's really their role is is to be curators of 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 the knowledge archive. And and they've partnered with a, a bunch of incredible organizations, including the Internet Archive. Uh, there's another group called Long Now Foundation um, and, and groups that that are working on, OK, what what information would we send a billion years into the future? Like what 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 information is like the cure, the the uh, the, the core stuff to represent all different all different cultures, all different, um, yeah, it's, it's really done in a way to, to how do we represent everyone? How do we, how, how do we represent, um, represent earth and humanity and, that's and a big role to take. we don't want to lose. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's literally our, our, our history condensed into that disc. It's, that's a big responsibility. Yeah. One I, I wouldn't be comfortable making it. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a bias anyway, right? No matter what you do, there's going to be a bias. So it's like, you know, if you if you choose to make it look good, you know, you make you make it's like it is it's like the it's the galactic like Instagram. You're like, yo, humans are really cool. Like here's like here's like Descartes and Emerson and like, you know, none of the none of the check, garbage. Check out some of the Beatles music. That's <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. Didn't, uh, was it Voyager where they sent out like there's a song that's just I'm playing on repeat or something like that or the lyrics I don't it was like a specific song I don't remember which which uh, my my knowledge on this is very rusty and foggy but there was a one disc that had that was out like in the 70s I think and it was playing like one of our do you know what I'm talking about at all it's like um, I'm I'm not sure of the song but what. What, what the golden record comes from is there there were two voyagers and and both of these have now they're the first ones that have left our solar systems uh, our solar system and and are out there in intergalactic space and they they had a a record on it that had just like a basic basic artwork on it that um had a human body in in proportions and had had a an image of our solar system and the the uh, of each planet and the size size of each planet relative to each other and then uh, a, a diagram showing that we came from came from Earth and um, yeah so like a basic conceptual uh, minimal amount of information to to kind of send out there as a message and yeah it was it was a a message to to send out to whoever finds it and yeah. when they when they send these things out and it leaves the solar system is it is tracking completely done after that or is there some way to get some type of idea of where they are now or is it just we know the trajectory and we know it's somewhere in this region but there's after a certain point there's just no more data coming back or anything is that or is there I, advanced technology that keeps track i don't know i i believe we're still in contact with the the two voyagers I believe we get a signal from them, but I'm, I know we know exactly where they are, but we could know where they are even without talking to them. Um, 
but but I believe that we're they're they're still alive, and we're we're getting some, and that's not a super advanced technology. It's a it's a an old radio that was built many decades ago. Um, but it just takes cool. time to get to us. But it's yeah. just classic radio, like just yeah. <laughs> it's fucking cool. FM. Like <laughs> I think we're still getting pings from them. Yeah, that's great. I, I love how it's it's again my mind just it goes crazy with like sci-fi it's like we're, we're we're we got this golden disc that's just like hey come find us and then it's it, that's like a little scary it's like it's like what's gonna find that and be like it's like oh there's like a there's a human infestation <laughs> like we have to go find these guys well, that's it I have a genuine fear and I'm just wondering if this is even a discussion amongst your peers or or everyone who sent these things out is there a concern that because obviously these are sent out for maybe us in the future, but also for in hopes for an intelligence to find it. Is there a fear or anything in discussion that what if the wrong type of intelligence finds it or something that can extort or use our energy? And this is like, we're giving them our location in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is. So there's two organizations that come to mind. One is, is SETI, which many people are familiar with, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And SETI is really just receiving and, and looking for, are there signals out there? Uh, but there's another organization called METI, which is Message to Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And METI is working on sending information outwards. And there's, yeah, there's controversy around METI. And, and many, Many are fine with us listening and, and trying to listen to see, but, but there are, uh, yeah, you can imagine risks of, of sending out, out our, our location. And well, I mean, we are and, blind, right? Like we're in hopes that something that wants to take note and see what we're all about, but we don't know what their intentions are if, if it came to that point. So it is a risk, but it's like, fuck it. Our species is full of risks. <laughs> yeah it's it's an unknown for sure it's <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway right we're that's i've always thought that that was our that was that's what makes humanity like the the kind of like controller like the 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 peak of evolution on earth whatever i, I don't know i don't want to sound like too pompous about it but like we're the guys we have the most control you know <laughs> like and it's not because we're the most intelligent the most social the most whatever whatever there's all those things are factors obviously but in my mind it's we're just the fucking craziest and anything we can do we will do and that's why everything you know it's like oh let me try to eat this like oh no it killed me and then the next guy's like okay let me try to mix that with this and then eat it and they're like oh no that killed me and then just repeat forever until you can launch uh you know dna codes onto the moon like <laughs> so it's like if we're if we can we will a bunch of people might be like hey i don't want to get like spun back up and be a slave to some like you know like like techno like demigod species like a million years from now but fuck it we're gonna do it we don't care about your concerns we'd rather try and see what happens like like atom bomb style like like okay it's scary but let's get a handle on this. Let's try to use this and kind of worry about the consequences after, because the, if you don't do it, the consequences are oblivion kind of, you know, like you're literally like preserving us, 
that's that's worth a lot that's worth some risk you know like who knows what could happen to us and it's it's like yeah man let's send it out that's that's a good point it's a really yeah. good point because there's so many risks that are happening constantly and it's like this is yes there's a risk but it's also like a very real solution and having that blueprint out of our planet stored other places is like might be the fucking thing that brings us back if if it came to that i have a i have a philosophical worry like not just the aliens find out where we are or something but what if we care less about earth now because we have like a save point (laughs) what if like as a species we're saying like let's blow it up it's cool we have, we a, have a thing now. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we're 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 saved. You know, we have a we have like a, a backup, like you said. Yeah, we have a we're like there's a USB stick somewhere with <laughs> with everything. Is that is that something anyone's talked about? I, it, it, it's a point I I look at it more as okay, if if people around the world look up at the moon and know oh, there's a million species up there or or okay, there's a million people and a million different species. I, I don't think they'll look at it as okay. We're safe. We have our DNA up on the moon. I I think it it can it can give people what astronauts refer to as the overview effect, which is uh, it it can it can make us more appreciate the Earth and more appreciate that okay, all life is is connected and in this together, and we're on one precious Earth and. And we could send this, you know, X number of light years away, but it's still not going to get to a, a better place than here. And it still has a lot smaller chance of surviving than if we, if we figure out life here and figure out how to live with, with all the species here. So I think it can be, and that's really, um, you know, it's really part of what, what we're doing is, is you could look at this as, as like, Oh, we gotta escape, and we gotta send this out because because yes, we have real real challenges on Earth. But what we're really working to do is create this in a way that's a a hope filled mission of of celebrating life and celebrating that we're we're at the point where humanity can now um, come in better relationship with all of life on Earth and be be stewards to to life and stewards to to Gaia or Earth birthing more life outwards and so yeah that's really really the core part of our mission is do it in a way that inspires people and connects people to life and yeah for sure i see yeah. that i see i can imagine as this is progressing and eventually as the mars missions happen and they start sending humans actually to go live there that there might be a group uh, a big percentage of the population that's starting to feel worried or left out or just not part of the of the talk and then something like LifeShip where, no, you can literally be a part of this forever. And it's as simple as sending your DNA. And that's, that's a comforting feeling if you really break it down because we're all going to die. And our, one of our genetic uh, reasons we're here is to procreate and to spread our DNA and to, and to continue that genetic code. But now that you know that your code is stored on the moon or in Mars or wherever, that's like you fulfilled your entire bloodline. Up into, and the future bloodline, it's there's just like this this concrete reproduction that's out there that can just be used at any moment in history if the technology uh, allows it. It's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. 
that that is something that didn't cross my mind at all like this could free up ram for a lot of people to just be like oh like i don't need to make babies like that dna is going to survive all of my my you know my progeny like my <laughs> my like my whole bloodline my maybe the species itself it's like so so like if i if someone wants kids in a genuine way or something then that's that's obviously their prerogative but some people feel the need to because you have this kind of existential like you have this realization that you're like you're the last thing you're the you're the one that's alive now like all everything that happened on earth is like down to everyone here now and then you have this like uh duty to procreate you're like i don't want all of that to end with me you know like that's there's a sadness there and it's like no it's cool you know like let's take your dna and just launch it into space and you're good <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's, whether it's now or in a uh, hundred years or a thousand years or whatever there's a chance that that dna can be reintroduced and with the right technology or whatever and it, it can just start up then you know it's like it's nothing if not exp you know all joking aside anytime you're looking to the future it, it's always uh motivating it's always like uh it's a it's a it's a it's a well of hope you know you're tapping into hope it's not like this despair thing or this like you know save it and like let's wreck the place now like that's all all joking aside like i i, I didn't even think of it the way you put it just now ben but like if like now when i'm gonna look at the moon even if it's not there yet you know like i'm gonna see that and that's inspiring is the only word i can think of it's like we did that you know humans can do that what else can we do well how is that going to be used in the future like there's you just it springs so much emotion and so much thought and it's it's honestly actually inspiring not in not in a disney like oh that inspires me it really does inspire so much so many thoughts come to mind so much it's playful. It's like, it's cool. I, I, I'm honestly excited about it. Like at, at, at first it was kind of like, what's the word? Like, uh, it was more abstract, you know, but now that I'm talking to you and it's very concrete and it's like, you know, like, like I, I like I first asked you about how it's, you know, how did, how did this happen? How did you get here? You've been in this your whole life. Like you, like you, you have, this is your wheelhouse, you know? And, and, and now you've just been inspired to like use your skills and use your knowledge to to spread the word that is humanity essentially well not even humans but like earth itself yeah. and a lot of people uh, who have uh, religious or psychedelic experiences they have a very similar like this is like the third or fourth time that i hear something like that where it's like yo yes we're wrecking the place but if nature was a, a consciousness, if nature was here to talk to us, it would say, do what you got to do as long as you, you spread, you grow, you know, like maybe, maybe this is a launching pad. Maybe the earth will be destroyed, but it's worth it. If we get our claws into more of, of space and time, if we just see where this story goes infinitely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, thanks for that reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, our, what, you know, the, the entire universe has led to each one of us. Like, you know, literally our atoms are from exploding stars. And then, and then over 
billions of years of evolution on Earth. Like, imagine every, you know, I don't know, imagine the billions of, of organisms that each reproduce to lead all the way to you, that entire, like, tree yes. of life that, that if any, and the number of, like, close calls those had of, like, almost dying and, and each one of those reproduced and, and our, like, our DNA, like, it's this masterpiece of the universe, like each one of us that is, that has survived billions of years of, of all of this. And every, we, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> Against all odds. We fucking yeah. made it here right yeah. now talking because of yeah. that, you know, every single moment or molecule, whatever um, life force made it to this moment through us. Yeah. And I got to share this because uh, I had this realization, um, Last summer, actually, it was an LSD trip. And I remember I was walking with two buddies. We were going up this mountain. And I just, it like hit me like a tidal wave. I had this vision. I told you, Sammy, I believe. And I saw, I saw a spear. It was like a giant triangle facing me. And I'm at the point. Mm -hmm. And the spear, I looked back and I saw man, woman, man, woman, man, woman. And it was just like duplicating and, and just multiplying in the shape of that triangle. And I'm looking and I'm seeing like double helixes flowing through them all. And I realized that these are everyone before me on my, that, that passed the code. And they're just like pushing me. And I'm the apex of that spearhead. It's my turn to go forward in life. And it's because of all of them. And I remember seeing this and it like gave me this deep sense of purpose. And in life, just that, holy fuck, right now I'm the, the one in front, but it's because of all of them. And I'm not saying that it, it means I'm supposed to po uh, procreate, but it's because of all of them, no matter what happened in their life, they were able to pass on life up until me. It's, I felt in my personal experience that it was like a, like almost a, a duty to continue on, but I'm not preaching that as, as what that would meant, but it's just, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And now that I'm hearing this, it's like, we made it to this point in history where this is now a possibility. Where I can procreate and I can also extend with the hard drive of the USB key into the moon, you know? Yeah, yeah man. So it's, it's refreshing yeah. to hear that from your point of view too. It's, it's really, it's surreal when you think about it. Eternity is now within reach. It's like we're, we're crossing, we're crossing this like analog to di digital divide where like everything is just like only existed based on, uh, reproduction and getting passed down and it's like oh now we can store now now the record gets written and and the tree of life can start being recorded and uh yeah i'm curious like um this is this is a cool undertaking and like in 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 the same vein of what nate was just talking about like you're this is like a nuanced way of of like take like taking up the mantle of that that tip of the spear and i'm sure the ancestors are all clapping like that's a like good one ben like that's cool but like do you ever look at anything like the pyramids or like some mon monuments on earth and you think there's something similar there there's like like you see these huge amazing projects and you look at them i mean not to not to fluff your ego here but they're just just in a scientific way just in in this kind of shared like uh mission do you ever look at anything on Earth or or in space, maybe, like anywhere that that tells you like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. Also, they're sending a big message into the future. 
some people even think there's like, you know, life on Mars, like maybe there was advanced life on Mars, maybe there's structures on Mars, or the moon itself is artificial, if you get into some crazy, like conspiracy theories, like, is there anything like that, 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 that is obviously like, because you're in that world now of yeah, I, I'd say the pyramids are a good example. It's something where uh, people took an undertaking to leave to to leave a monument, to leave something for the future, and it's something where uh, now centuries later we're we're discovering things out of those and and um, yeah, and then, and then there's there's. I think there's evidence I saw of a, of a seed bank uh, about 8,000 years ago, and and the most re one of, one of the popular ones, are, or the most heard of ones, is, uh, is is the one up in Norway, built into into the Arctic Circle, and it's called Svalbard, and it has millions of seeds inside, and is it's built into this ice shelf and is designed to to hold those seeds for thousands of years. And so, yeah, there, there, there are projects where, where humans have built something to really think about, okay, let's, let's build something for beyond our generation. Let's, let's build something that, that uh, withstands the test of time and really, really passes something down. Um, and I, I think we're, we're now at the point, especially using space, where we can think about, okay, this, this could be beyond civilizations even and um and yeah and beyond beyond just thinking about humanity as far as let's just do something good for future humans but let's let's do something good for the future of of life in the universe as well it's it's been our fascination i don't know if it's an evolutionary reason or it's just culturally but since the beginning of humankind it's very clear that we have a deep fascination with the cosmos it's embedded in the religious texts yeah. it's in the cave arts they're, they're always depictions of the skies and the heavens if you lack of better terms i don't know if it's an evolutionary motive or it's just culturally uh, evolved into that but it's very clear that our purpose or at least our desired purpose is to explore the cosmos and to to go outwards yeah. you see it in everything we do we 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 as a civilization, we were talking about it before, but we take risks. We do the crazy things. We, we're constantly pushing ourselves past those lines. And like the footprint on the moon was our first step into really ex extending those lines. And now we, you were saying we have voyagers outside of the fucking solar system. Now we're soon going to have life ship fucking sending DNAs to the moon. And it's just, it's so clear that this is like where our path is going to lead if we don't destroy ourselves and kill each other off and we make it as a collective it's like this is where we're heading and it's fascinating it's really a really unique and precious moment in history in human history to see this happen seeing it happen it's happening as as we're living but it's it, we're in that era right now which is so crazy it's... yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, yeah. I don't even know if there's anything to add to that but just it's just a fascinating <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of made us both ponder. We were just like, "Yeah, that's beautiful," you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a, a couple of the the core, yeah, the core human needs I've been thinking about recently, and core uh, one like 
exploration and adventure is like literally in our DNA. And it, 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 they found genes that, that lead to ones that, that are more likely to go outwards and explore, but really it's, it's part of humanity is to, to be curious and, and, and want to, want to spread and want to, want to expand and want to, want to move hours. And uh, yeah, the cosmos has fascinated, fascinated uh, all different, all different civilizations, like you know, the Mayans, the, the like. They, they all thought yeah. about it. They all wrote about it. Yeah. Even in uh, the e Egyptians, they were building their structures in correspondence to the, to the solar, to the, to stars, the constellations, you know, it's and even like Stonehenge, it's like on the summer solstice, you see it's built in a way where the sun fits perfectly in between the two stones. Like it's, oh man, that was yesterday. Else? Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> happy solstice, everybody. <laughs> well, this this will probably be two weeks after, but yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, it's it's embedded in us this fascination for the heavens, and maybe it's deeply rooted in our DNA because for, we're hypothesizing here, but maybe we did come from Mars. Maybe we have, we're, we're a species with amnesia. We lost the knowledge of the past, but it's, it's still actually stored in our DNA and we're just rediscovering what we already know. Who knows? But there, it's unquestionable that I would say most of us have this real curiosity for the unknown and for space and for the cosmos. I do have weird discussions with some people that have no interest. I don't understand it. But I think for the most part, collectively, we are very curious about that. I think it's just not sparked yet. I think, you, I think space is just so fascinating that if someone's not into it, they're not, they don't know enough or they're just, they're, they're too busy with something else. Like I, I, I'm sure some people are just genuinely uninterested, but like, I don't know, take them, take them to like a, an observatory on a clear night or something and, and you're, you're going to. It's going to change your life to see like go somewhere where there's no light pollution you'll see and that's that's a really sad point of of our civilization is that we have these busy cities that we forget about the cosmos and then because we look up you see one or two stars pointing out at us but if you go like i'll use um i was in a desert in israel um yeah back in 2015 and i remember my neck was so sore because i spent two hours like this just staring <laughs> in the night sky because literally you saw the tail of the Milky Way and the skies were painted in stars and, and, and all sorts of beautiful light shows. And I was just looking like, this is what it's all about. And we're missing this connection here on these concrete, plant, concrete floors in these light polluted cities. And I feel like ah, if we had I that... Do this like just to cover the light you see like more stars it's just a cool trick like i try to i try to like cover the ambient light and, and you start seeing like more stars pop up but it's it's like four or five stars you can count them it's not like a string of like purple clouds or whatever yeah, you like, see oh, there's the north star that's like the yeah, one that's that's most, you know? but i feel like collectively if we had more of that as a visual canvas every night we would have such a different discussion about space no and it's sure. I wanted to actually get your opinion on this because you're in this field and you've probably heard the discussions a lot. And maybe some people in your circle or you've encountered say, what's the point in funding space exploration when there's so many problems here on Earth? And I don't think some people who use that argument don't realize the actual value of space exploration and what this means for us. 
I wonder what you feel about that. I'm sure you've heard these kind of conversations many times over. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say there's like there's several layers to that. There, there's first like, okay, how does that benefit humanity right here and now? And there's 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 tons of ways that 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 space is used to to help Earth right now. Like the last company I was at, Planet, is recording the whole Earth every day with satellites, and then it's helping us see where did every tree disappear in the last 24 hours? Where's, um, where's illegal fishing happening? Where there, there's direct ways that it's happening immediately on earth and, um, and communications and GPS. And, um, so there, there's, there's direct technological ways. There's, there's inspiration. Like humanity has grown tremendously by, by putting in, putting footsteps on the moon like that is that has inspired entire generations to to grow up not to just do things in space but to do great things here and it, it's inspired uh science and technology like whole generations of scientists and technologists that are doing good things to help help earth and so um yeah it it, it helps here and now eventually it will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll asteroid mine and we'll find materials and we'll move heavy industry out into space and, and protect the earth better, um, and, and do the things in space that don't need to happen down here on earth because, because they take too much energy or polluting or, or, or we get the materials out there. So, so eventually there will be, um, that layer, but, but that still is all the level of thinking about how does this help humanity? And, um, and if we abstract it further and, and say, how does this help life in the universe, then, then, then it's, it's part of that as well. And, and that maybe humanity is, is one piece in this, in this whole, uh, in the whole system of, of both earth and one, one piece in the whole system of, of the universe. And, and it's possible that this is one of our grand purposes for being here is to is to help bring more life and consciousness to the whole system of of uh, of the cosmos of of the universe and um yeah so i i feel like it 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 impacts on all different levels of of whether you're thinking locally or or thinking grander and grander it's um, different levels of purpose yeah it's intense it's funny because a lot of a lot of that everyone in your and any kind of field that touches on on space or or like these these space is a, is a kind of poster child for it but it's these ideas that are really far in the future it doesn't necessarily have to be space it could be exploring the ocean it could be it could be like experimental and theoretical physics that doesn't really show any kind of fruit right now, but it's like, the truth is all of these people are, they're the, they're the ones who have the seed of like, how do I put it? The, like, these are all, you're all the people who are holding this idea of like a, a type one civilization. You know, like these are the kinds of people who know that kind of stuff and who carry that consciously or unconsciously in the work that they do. And and whether we realize it or not, you're the ones who are who are building that spirit and sometimes literally building that those technologies, like you said, about like mining asteroids or or having colonies or whatever, like all this crazy stuff that we 
are like you know people are working on but we're as a as the the layman normal dude who's just going to work every day we're we're barely fathoming and maybe grazing upon in a in a sci-fi novel or a star trek episode you know so it's in that way i see it as imperative for for human future but then all that being said you're taking a step back uh, and saying it's not even really about humanity which is really interesting to me because I'm a human. I don't. I don't. I can't think beyond myself yet. You know. I. I, I can try, and it feels disingenuous because it's like I just care about like me and like my, my species, my my kids, my parents. Like it's just it's all wrapped up in the me, you know. But for you, you're saying like no. This is maybe just more about life. This is more about like the spreading of life, and that will grow into different and maybe similar consciousnesses or something like you don't even really i don't know how far do you see ahead when you think of stuff like that you just have this kind of quiet and simple mission of spreading life and obviously that gets layered and, and complicated but but what what's your inspiration for that why why is it so life itself and and less you know the human consciousness and the human story yeah yeah well we we know life will only exist on earth for max another billion or couple billion years before, before it gets too hot here. And, and so we know that life needs to move outwards sometime. Um, and we could kick the can down the road and say, okay, future civilizations will, can deal with this. We have, we have problems here and now. Um, but I, but I think, we're in a mass extinction right now. We're in the sixth major mass extinction. We're losing species. Um, what we're sending outwards, at least to start, is, is just tiny objects on missions already going there. And so it, it feels like we've already passed a peak. It's, it's time to do it now. And, and I think it's not just something um, as we were ta just talking about, it's not something to just impact, okay, maybe this will help in a billion years from now, or maybe this does something. It's, it's something where it's, it's really a mission that I think we can do to, to inspire people and inspire preservation of life here now. So, so I think it is something that can have a meaningful impact on, on life today and how we, how we look at the earth and how we look at, look at our species and how we look at the plants and animals and fungi as our brothers and sisters and 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 us being um just just part of this this system of life and us having a certain role as stewards as as conscious stewards for for life on earth um, yeah conscious stewards i like that yeah it's like uh that that whole that whole uh am i my brother's keeper idea from the bible I think about that a lot and obviously it's from person to person thinking like, you know, is it as someone else, my responsibility. And I guess you, like you kind of touched on that in, in a, in a clear way. It's like, well, we have a lot of power, a lot of responsibility and, and to call us stewards or shepherds or something like that. There's a lot of humility in that, you know, like we are part of this we're, we feel like we're on top and we're, we're owning earth, but the truth is that we're suffocating earth. We're, we're sitting on the lid thinking that we, we own the place. And because of that, we're going through a massive extinction. And, and it's, it's, 
it's really a reflection. It's really like an honest reflection to just be like, oh, we, it's, it's, no one is going to come and do this for us. You know, we're, this is, this is our, this is our home. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, knowing that timeline that in 1 billion years that the, the earth will be way too hot for life to, to, to continue living onwards. It's like we have an end date, which time will pass and that date will, will eventually hit. So it's like we can, we can kick the, the can down the road, like you were saying, and, and just pass the dirt on to the next and the next and the next. But that, that timeline's still coming. So at some point, someone has to step up to the plate. And I guess it, what makes sense is the sooner the better. Even though one billion years is one billion years, it, it's someone has to take action. And we're at a point where our technology allows people like you to start taking that action. You know, it's instead of just delaying it. And it, and it's 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 all happening. The 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 rockets are being built to take to take large numbers of people out there in in the next like single numbers of years. And uh, yeah, and along with that, it just makes sense. Okay, the people are starting to go out there. We're we're going to start building moon bases soon, and then Mars bases and. Uh, let's 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 take life out there as well. It's not it's not just people and robots and astronauts. It's it's about life moving outwards. Yeah. And, yeah. The everyman chilling like on the moon, <laughs> being some kind of farmer or something. <laughs> I, I want to respect your time. I don't know if you have a, a few minutes extra because I have a question I want to ask you. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering because you've been in this field for collectively what over 20 years or close to it or something like that yeah yeah 15 plus years yeah, yeah so i'm wondering because we're in a point where it's super exciting what's happening and all these projects happening at once is this like a, not a surprise to you but is this moment super interesting and exciting for you too or is it kind of as you were in the field you gradually built to this so it's kind of like a normal day at the office or is yeah. it all these projects happening it's just it's almost like you take a step back you're like wow this is wild <laughs> it, it is I, I i feel like i've i've had a view for a while like okay when i grow up this like yeah eventually we're gonna do this but but the uh what elon musk is doing with rockets with what jeff, jeff bezos is doing what like there, there's it's it's really it's really shifted to <laughs> especially in the last weeks as as two astronauts launched on on a commercial rocket for the first time on like a modern rocket with just displays and it's that, like <laughs> buttons and, and knobs it's just like oh you just hop in the thing and it flies itself up to space and now the next bigger one's being built that can literally take hundreds of people to space and, and it's just like okay it's it's all happening it's no longer <laughs> just two people riding up to a space station it's like the entire the entire like railway is being built and we will we'll be essentially open in the next like you know five ten years to like okay now hundreds thousands of people can go and now there's daily flights and and rockets are no longer thrown away it's just like they're airplanes and they just they just go and and the moon is yeah it's like two days away and you can go there anytime and so so yeah there, there's going to be daily wow. flights there and not not too far into the future and and so yeah it really feels like um 
it, it feels like it, it all has reached this point of um, like, th th there's no way it's not happening now. <laughs> like, it's all like enough people have seen it happening enough, enough billionaires know it's happening that they're, they're putting themselves into the next phase. And it's no longer crazy to think about Oh, I'm going to build a moon based company or I'm going to build a, like a farming on the moon company. It's like the shit's happening. Like someone's got to do it. And, um, yeah, so it really feels like it's past this point of, of, of no return in a certain way of like, it's all happening. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this springing up an insane amount of innovation right now? It feels like this is like a new rush. Like I met with the moon landing craze back in the, whatever it was in the sixties or whatever earlier. Uh, there was just an, an intense, sorry, sixty-nine. Yeah, so the, oh, 69. <laughs> there was an intense, uh. <laughs> there was an intense boom in innovation and technology. I feel like this is like resurfacing again because up until now there there was bigger announcements and things were happening, but it, it feels like it's ramping up, like the dial is being turned on max, and now we're your kind of companies are showing up, and Elon's with his insane concept and how it works is what why waste the fucking boosters and land them nicely and reuse them? Like this is crazy how this is happening. And I feel you're in the field, so I'm sure you're seeing it, but it, it does feel like from an outsider that it is the innovations are back and ramping up and things are happening and new ideas are being sprung out and more money's being poured into it. And yep. we're going to see some cool stuff. in, like you said, the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It, it, it pushes forward technology on all different levels from like, yeah, you know, our transition to a to a electric energy economy to um, you know part of the inspiration inspiration of that is is what do we need for space and um, yeah to like all the things where uh, we're just at the start of this transition of um, you know even five years ago when I was at when I was at this company Planet and we launched three hundred satellites and launched the most the most satellites ever launched into space by an organization. Um, but now we're thinking about tens of thousands of satellites and hundreds of thousands of satellites and, and there are all sorts of new things that can be done with giant grids of satellites that are helping us, um, understand and quantify and measure the earth and, and, um, yeah, so, and then, and then it, that turns into just a data layer of how, how do we understand and, and care for the earth? And it, it's like. Okay, now we have our eyes and our ears on on the Earth and and our ability to 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 maintain it. And, and as artificial intelligence come comes along and and just has this tremendous data on Earth, then then we're able to um, yeah, you can't you can't you you can't like fix something or take care of something that you can't measure. And and we're learning how to just to 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 measure and care for the Earth in a way that that wraps technology around it that's awesome I, ne I never thought of it that way oh sorry no but i just saying just to sammy's point from before it really feels like we're on the right trajectory if things go right in social dynamics and cultural dynamics but we're literally on the right path of reaching that type one civilization that's been theorized for so long it's whether it's now or in 50 or 100 plus years it's like this is the path this is what needs to be taken yeah. to get there it's so crazy to think about I never thought of it that way either. Like I, we always hear about that Michio Kaku uh, quote where he says like type one civilization needs this kind of like planet sized telephone system. 
but you're giving a, this appreciation to this planet-sized mirror, sort of, where it's like we actually need to know what it is that we're looking at, what it is that we are, or that we're working with. It's not, it's not just about being able to talk to each other again in this kind of human-centric mentality, but it's like we're, we're, we're kind of just the hands of the planet in a way. And if we think that we own the place, we're, we're screwed, like we were saying earlier. So it's like we're kind of building eyes or like, like looking at our body, looking at what's going on, the body, like the planet itself. And it's, I never thought of it that way. There's, there's more components than I've realized, <laughs> even if it's in a general kind of like swooping sense, like type one civilization needs a few things. And these satellites are one, the internet is another, some, some advanced uh, but specific artificial intelligence that can make sense of all the data, you know, like there's, there's the USB, kind of the USB key backup, <laughs> just in case. It all piles together. Yeah, it does. And every step of the way is more inspiration back to us because I like you were talking about the step on the moon, you know, and like we, we didn't live through that, but we've been hearing about it our whole freaking lives. And it just kind of becomes a story in the background to the point where I saw people getting launched into space a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And it didn't strike me in the way that I thought it would. I was, I was amazed. I was getting into it, but it's almost like, I was like, yeah, humans do that. Like I'm, I'm almost like playing it cool. It's like, no man, imagine you're like a six year old or like a 10 year old and you're watching this. And this guy, like this guy brings a freaking like a dinosaur into space like it's like yeah it's space whatever here's a freaking like teddy bear that i brought and it's like floating because they're in zero g like like that's gonna make that kid different and inspired and and who knows what that person's going to like invent or what they're gonna help uh create a new generation of innovators comes from that yeah and it's because of people like you with the life ship ideas and this is not only incredible for us in the present moment but for the future kin and the the, the the young kids looking at this being like holy fuck and then they're not saying holy fuck hopefully but <laughs> <laughs> they see this and this just starts springing in the more of that curiosity of the cosmos and then they find their part and the whole cycle continues and then it just it's like compound interest i the way i look at like space exploration is it's like a long long-term investment that when it shows its dividends it's like your, your profit's gone up 20x, 30x, 500x, 5,000x. And now we're going to understand why we did this when we had years of no, no uh, returns. And then all of a sudden, it's just this fucking tidal wave of, holy shit, we got, five, we got thousands of fucking satellites mapping out the planet at every moment. We got USB keys on the moon. We got people living on Mars now. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? no. No. It's because of you guys. It's because of you guys. And I want to respect time. I just, I really want to give you like deep gratitude and, and thank you for what you're doing, man, and what you've had, what you've done in the past. And, you know, I was kind of, I was excited for this conversation, but I was also, I was a little bit like hmm, sending a DNA to the moon, but you really illustrated what it means. And you, Sammy can agree on this. We're, we think of this project completely differently now. And I'm actually super excited about this project. And I see the implications of what it what it has to offer, not for the present moment, but for the years to come. Yeah. Man, thank you, oh, brother. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Sammy. That's, that's yeah, it's it's uh, it's a deep mission. I'm <laughs> I'm incredibly uh, 
blown away by it, grateful by it, like more is unraveling out of it each day for, for me personally and, and the, uh, and the impacts this can have both here and today and, and for the future and, uh, and it being a way for, for people to connect to these core human needs of exploring and being part of our species and having an inspirational view of, 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 of humanity and life and, and our future. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to connect people to the cosmos with it. If people want to, 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 to pursue this through you, how do they get a kit and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you, you go to lifeship.com and, and they're around a hundred dollars and, and uh, you, you get, we, we mail you, mail, mail you a kit. Um, and then it has a, you give a saliva sample in there and we extract your DNA out of that and then preserve it into this, into this record along with other species. Yeah. You're, I think I'm going to do it forever. Cool. <laughs> that's it. I think I'm going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to send you to each one. Awesome. <laughs> we, we, spoke about, we spoke about, um, just for our listeners that, we were talking on the phone earlier, uh, I think last week or this week, whatever, last week, about potential giveaway. Yeah. And uh, so, you know what we'll do? We'll do a separate post for this. Okay. Uh, everyone listening, you'll just follow along, but we'll, we'll do like a like share or something. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll post it. And for you listeners, uh, once this is released, we'll put it like a two-week window or a three-week window or whatever. And the winner of this will get a giveaway life ship um, DNA kit for themselves. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I think that's, that's an awesome gift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Sweet. I, even even the box is good. I even it's like the the, the art. Box. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, when you were showing it, I'm like, oh, that looks beautiful. It's just like a display it's kit. Eternity. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll leave it at that. We'll we'll put in the details, everyone, if you're listening, and uh, stay tuned. So awesome. thank you, Ben. Awesome. Appreciate awesome. it, brother. Thank you both. Okay. Thank you, Bye, yeah. Take care. Take care.